Father, we exalt your holy name. Give God the praise for his mercy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we bless you. I want to thank God the way God had blessed you yesterday. Can you just... This is very good. Father, we bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord. We joy your heart. Give God praise. Heavenly Father, we exalt you. When God speaks, He fulfills it. As God had told us, we look forward to 2024, the year of visitation of the Most Holy One. Lord, we magnify thee. Lord, we glorify thee. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Son of God. Lord, we bless you, we bless you, we rejoice in your holy name. What you did yesterday on this holy mountain, for the testimony that are coming in already, Blessed be your name, O God. Lord, we exalt you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. We give you the praise and honor and glory. We magnify your holy name, O God. Worship God in tongues. Worship God in your understanding. This is Holy Ghost Convention. Father, we exalt you. We exalt you, O God. We exalt you, O God. King of all creation. Lord, we exalt you. Hallelujah. 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 Be exalted, Lord. Be exalted, Lord. Worship Him. Let the instrument receive anointing and worship Him. Let the players tonight receive a new anointing and worship Him. Let everything that has praise the name of the Lord, most high. 
help you, God. Can you let me hear the back seat, the, my, my choir too as well, sir? Leave the place and come down listen. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Always keep your mic in your mouth when you are, when you are praying in tongues. Can I just say to you, the Lord started to visit us on the last Friday of June. I don't want anyone to be left behind what God is doing. And of course, your heart is what is needed. Not just yours, your, your lips, your heart. You want to give God heart worship. So you have to forget about yourself and forget about the person next to you for you to be able to ascend and receive. Or else, it is deep that calls to deep. When Bartimaeus had the trampling of the food of people, he said, What is happening? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, What? Jesus of Nazareth. So he decided that today something must happen. If he whispered that day, he would never be healed. Because most whispers are a function of lips and mind. The prayer or praise that hits the heart of the Father is the prayer of praise from the heart. And when the heart of man praises God, he forgets his environment. Really, his eyes are totally closed. It is because he shouted, the Bible says with a loud cry, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't receive mercy, but he believed it. He cried the loud. The Bible says he cried the more, the louder and the more. Until his voice registered in the heart of the Father. Mm. When a cry for mercy goes to the altar of the Most High, the Most High looked down and it will cause the grace that is needed for that mercy to function. You want prophecy today, it is your heart that determines it. You want tongues it is your heart that determines it. Really today, what we are looking at, yesterday we look at the entrance to the power of God. And today we are looking at the, uh, the um, uh, manifestation of tomorrow, but we are looking at the operation, operating in the power of God. Operating in the power of God. That's what we are looking at today. And you will see when I begin to teach you why many Christians do not. The power of God is so easy. But you see, it is similar to any other power. Any other power that you attain on earth is because of your, your, the way you sought for it. That's what gives you the power. Nobody becomes the president of a nation or the judge, chief justice of a nation just by whisper. No. No. Their heart is targeted towards it. And not just by accident, for a long time they have been aiming to be. And that is what drove them. And then they get there. Similarly with the power of God, you don't get it just by whispering to God. You are talking to your maker. Your heart must be lost in his heart. Your position is that tonight will not be like another day for me. 
Something will happen to me from God. Amen. Something that should be your heart tonight. Yesterday we saw the flu. There was deliverance yesterday. There was impartation yesterday. There was manifestation yesterday. Today will be greater than yesterday. Amen. And so anything that will hinder your heart, just put them behind you. When I say begin to worship in tongues, understand this, that your heart is needed to worship. When I say sing, I expect you to ride in the word of the song into the heavens so that you can hear, okay? And you can begin to speak that which you hear. And it will be specific, direct, and we know God is the one speaking, not the mind of a man. When a man says, when a man speaks as for God, uh, in the mind of a man, a man speaks in the mind of a man, he can only tell us what we know. I will bless you, we know it. I will be with you, we know it. There is a word of encouragement, you can see that, but you should have gone beyond that level. To tell me what will happen in Nigeria by Friday. To tell us what is happening in America today, fire had just passed through today hurricane or tornadoes has come to another part with great flood and people are preparing for disaster why lord what is the remedy those are the kind of prophecies i want to hear here you christ with tabernacle as i've spoken to you by this time on this date and this date and this date this is what i will do and we write the date down shall be so hallelujah is somebody getting afraid of that no, you will speak it tonight. Amen. This is what we are talking about, operating in the power of the Most High. But it begins from your heart. So when we worship an instrumentalist, please, I know you play, you play very well, but play different today. I want to play, just lose your skill completely and follow the flow. It is in that that you can improvise Things that normal human beings had never thought about. Not when you play it, you will know that you are not the one playing. But you see your heart into it. That's what causes that to happen. And we will look at it when I begin to teach you. So I want you again to just lift up your voices and thank the Lord. Just thank God for yourself. For what God taught us yesterday. Father, we bless your name. We glorify thee, O God. King of heaven, King of all creation. We magnify your holy name. Father, we give you glory. We magnify your name. Father, we thank you, O Lord Jesus. We magnify your name. Father, we exalt you.
lifted hand shall we together Psalm 24 the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and all that dwell therein but he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place he that has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift up his heart towards his foes, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Salah, lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you rich doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The, the Lord, Lord strong and mighty, mighty the, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty, He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my brother, King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord, the most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises, and loving toward all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall, and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hands and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and loving toward all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, for all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
house today. His name is the King of Kings. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. His name is the Lord of Lords.
you know, I'm worshiping. A lot of instructions have flowing from the spiritual realm. If you connect, you know, one thing you can do in this house is just to emulate me. You know? Things about your life have been spoken when you were, when you were worshiping into your spirit. Some of you directions concerning what you are looking for. Some of you revelations of where God is taking you. All these things are flowing all over you. How many here are just going to resume university? Raise your hands. If you have not been to university, you are just starter. Those people you are doing the program for. Can I say that I receive a command from God to anoint you all on Friday? If you are a starter. Of course, those of you who are going back, I will anoint you also because something is about to happen through you across universities in the United Kingdom. And I'll be there with you on Sunday to make sure you are fortified before you return back. That Sunday that we, we meet the uh, freshers, all of you who are going back to university must be there. I will be there with you. Remember what uh, some of the things that God was speaking to us during the convention and the way they is about to take place. So make sure if you are going to university, back either fresher or you have finished a session, you are going back maybe for you are still within your first degree or you are going back to do your masters or you are going back to do your PhD. Don't miss my meeting with you on Sunday and don't miss Friday. And I'm saying this because of those who are not here now. Maybe some of them are watching me <clears throat> on the on the on the YouTube. You know, YouTube is good, but it's not the presence. You know, sometimes God will pick someone on the YouTube and speak about him and heal them. But those who are in the presence carry the presence. Uh, you can never you cannot teleport it. You cannot transport it by any communication media. Friday was an awesome night when the ripple, the tide of this season. You remember what God speak, spoke by the Holy Spirit on Friday? We are entering a new season. That was the reason why the Lord said, Anoint them for the new season. And we have entered the new season already. So, all what you are seeing now and the things you, be, you begin to see as we go on, there are things that were bathed on Friday night. And I want every one of you to listen attentively. Um, when I'll teach you today, my intention is that this Holy Ghost Convention by 9.30 we're out. That's why I wanted you to come in from 7 so that we can really pray and worship God. And those of you who met up early, you recognize that when I was stopping you for nine o'clock, for 8 o'clock, some of you would not want it because we've gone to the high height in God at the time. So, but I have to come down for us to carry on and be official. But tonight is your night. Amen. I say that tonight you will not miss God. Amen. And I say that tonight you will not miss destiny. Amen. Something is about to trigger inside your spirit in your belly. And it will happen before we finish. Please welcome someone in the name of the Lord. And let's take our seats. Quiet, you may take your seats, please.
I want to thank Brother Eric for translating the program of yesterday. Put your hands together. Why is Brother Eric is he here? I think he's in school. Okay, he's here now. Yeah, thank you so much for translating it. You had you were in school yesterday, were you? Were you here yesterday? Oh, good. Yeah, you've come back then. All right. I want each day to be trans translated, you know, trans transcribed, so that you send it to me, uh, and we can then proceed further on this. You're very welcome. Yesterday is the official beginning of the Holy Ghost Convention 2023. But it really began on Sunday, officially, by the Holy Spirit. I'm sure all of you who were there on Sunday can confirm or affirm what I'm saying. Correct? How many people were on church on Sunday? Did you see the hand of God in a different form on Sunday or not? I can't hear you. Because if you didn't see that, you missed it completely. Sunday, I was going to teach you on the church of the living God. I can open my book and show you. While I stood there, the Holy Spirit told me that convention starts today. Prepare their heart for the week of power. So when I shifted, when the unction came upon me and I shifted, my heart rejoiced in the Lord. You know, when um, uh, Elizabeth said, the child in my womb lived for joy at the sound of your voice. It is a weakness of the Holy Spirit. It does happen. There are some things that, you know, I want to be mindful of, which Jesus said, and sometimes I've spoken about it from my personal encounter. Like when the Bible says that, and the power of God was present to heal. You must take notice of that. I've taught you about this before. When the power of God is present to heal, you who is the speaker, the vehicle, will know it. That the unction has come. That will treat that when I teach tomorrow manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit. And some of these things I'll be teaching you, I'll be reminding you of some testimonies also uh, that God has performed among us through me. Which some of them you know, some of, some of you come in, but you hear it for the first time. Because the reason why we use our own life also to testify is for people to know that it's not just a fiction written. As he was in the beginning, so he is now. And ever shall he be world without end. And you will recognize when I give you a scenario in the Bible, even in the life of the apostles in my life, you will see that the same situation that's, that brought about that of the apostles, the same situation I was thrown into that brought about the manifestation of God through me. And anybody who falls in that situation, it means that God will trigger, uh, not manifesting, will come. So yesterday, what the Holy Spirit revealed to us beyond reasonable or unreasonable doubt is that the entrance into God's power is to love Jesus. <clears throat> that, is the, that, is the, that is the conclusion of yesterday. And also, the Holy Spirit made us understand that not everybody who comes to church loves Jesus. 
because he distinct those who love Jesus and said that the first instance that you obey my command if you love me and the result of that is that I will reveal myself to you okay then he says you obey my teaching and then he said my father and I will make our home and that is where we want to make sure we get to where he makes his home with you know there's something I was looking at I think we'll teach we'll teach you when I look, we'll look into you know tomorrow is Wednesday next tomorrow next tomorrow I'll be looking into um, the things that you know, the power of prayer really that's the key which is prayer now I was when I was preparing for this there's a scripture that the Holy Spirit brought to me again the book of Matthew we'll look at that when the Lord said ask you will receive seek you will find knock and the door shall be open Matthew's record said which is a bit different to the explanation in Luke Matthew said whatever you ask for and I said we are Christians poor and he clicked he said because they don't ask why do Christians fail? He said, because they do not. But asking, when we read that scripture, you will recognize. Say, but I've been asking God with your lips. Anything you ask with your lips, God will answer it. It has to come from the heart. And one of the training that you are acquiring or be reminded in this period is heart. Heart. So we go straight away into <clears throat> operating in the power of the Holy Spirit or in the power of God. In the book of John, chapter 12, if we begin with that, Jesus said, I tell, let's read together as we do. John, chapter 14, verse 12. Yes. Shall we read it together? What was Jesus doing? Let me read just some few scriptures to you. What Jesus was doing. As much as we cannot cover everything. In the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 31. It says, Then he went down to Capernaum, or Capernaum. I love to call it the way they call it in Israel. A town of Galilee. And on the Sabbath day began to teach the people. They were amazed at his teaching. Because his message had authority. I want to look at the trend. Message had authority. In the, in the synagogue, there was a man possessed of demons, by demons, an evil spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Ha! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. The dem then the demons threw the man down before them all, 
and came out without injuring the man. I think that laid a, 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 a precedence of what deliverance should be. And any deliverance different is not of Jesus. This is what Jesus did. So people who have demons should be brought to church. If anybody thinks he's afflicted by demons, if he doesn't come to church, he has. That's somebody who's professed that he just even heard about Jesus. He's just destroying himself. Because when you come to the house of God, the God of the house will fish out what is in you. But then we also understand that Jesus is saying that if Jesus did anything, we can do it. So if we see a person demon possessed, we can command and the demon will leave. And if the demon manifests and the person is all over the place, there is no, no problem about it. That person will not suffer broken bones or bruises. Then that is the Lord. But when you have people get injured and then and when they come down, they are breathing <laughs> but pain all over the whole place, then you question who is behind that. That may be exorcism. That's not my Jesus. If it is my Jesus, we will do it the way he did it. Am I talking to you? In New Cross, there was a woman one time who, when I was ministering, she flew from the third row to the, to the ceiling and turned vertically. People were standing. She flew above the head of people and turned vertically and flew to the altar and hit the floor and began to manifest devils. Before some of you were there with it before your eyes, I rebuked that spirit and commanded the spirit to shut up. I released the spirit of the woman and I cast that demon out of her. She got up, not injured. We didn't pray, I didn't call intercessors to come and pray over her for 5, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and we stopped service praying over a demon possessed. It never happened in Christ with Tabernacle because it did not happen with my Lord Jesus. Jesus says, if you have faith in me, you will do the things I've been doing, which means you do exactly what he did, exactly as he did it. So therefore, what about if we have to pray for a demon possessed for two days, for three days, for hours? Simple. Because we didn't have faith. Am I talking to you? You need to know how these things work exactly according to how Christ said it. And you need to know the substance that can cause you to operate the power. Jesus said, if you have faith in me, not faith in yourself. Alright? Not faith to call you a healing minister or a deliverance minister. You are not. There is no deliverance minister under heaven. And there is no healing minister under heaven. But the only one who heals is Jesus. The one who delivers is Jesus. Once your faith is out of Christ and is centered on man, you waste your life and time. See, this is the problem of many Christians who always go to prophets for prophecy. Satan speaks to them and they are derailed. Because woe to he who makes man his confidence, says the book of uh, uh, Hosea. It will be like a thorn bush. He will not see prosperity when it comes. 
Am I talking to you now? So, we understand the fact that Jesus said, the only substance that can make a Christian behave like him is faith. Of course, in the healing of the man um, in the book of Mark, I think that is Mark 9. In the story of Mark 9, chapter, chapter 14, all right, there was a case of this man. He says, when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What? Are you arguing with them about? Jesus asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him from speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down or throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. And this is not epilepsy. Though the symptom is similar to epilepsy, isn't it? Yes? Doc? So we see people fall down and they, they shrivel and then they boom. As a Christian, the first thing that should come to your mind is, Holy Spirit, what is going on here? Though it shows epilepsy, but it may not be epileptic. And in this case, Jesus says his spirit. Anything that robs a man of his normal benefit of God is his spirit. Medical can have diagnosis and call it a particular name, which to the medical, somebody, at least somebody in the history of medical practice is somebody who called that name first before other medical practitioners begin to call the same name. Is that correct? Every name of disease was pronounced on earth first by one medical doctor who is a research person before that call him dead. So that does not mean that it is not spirit. According to the scripture, any, any spirit that hinders any man is a spirit. There are two scenarios we are going to look at today before we stop. It's a spirit. So, and especially those situations that occur to people and medical cannot kill then it's a spirit. That one is prima facie spirit. Am I talking to you? If medical has to give you drug to maintain you, there's a demon behind it. If it is ordinary thing, medical can give you something to cure it. If you can't cure it then, and you have to be living on drug for particular sickness, it's because there's an evil spirit behind it. You don't need to know this. Because John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief has come to kill, to steal, to destroy. So when medical give you a drug, and that drug you continue to use it, they warn you also that continuation of that drug will, will destroy X, Y, Z in your body. Am I correct, doctors? Yes. Correct? They call them side effects. Is there any drug you, you use continuously without side effects? 
a doctor to stand up and tell me the name of one drug that you can use continuously for years and it will not give you side effect. I want the best doctor to tell me the name. On television, if there is one professor of medicine who has such, such, such sickness, you come up and tell me. Because I know from chemistry that combination of elements that form a drug also have associated conditions attached. Correct. If you have a drug one time, I, was, I went to visit uh, one of the four foremost professors on cardiac whatever, thoracic whatever, at University of London Hospital. And he told me, and I'm quoting him, when you have blood pressure, we give you tablets. We don't intend you use it for too long. Is that because if you use it for too long, it can affect your kidney, it can affect your liver. Am I correct, doctors? Good. So I'm saying that any disease under heaven, if any doctor says that what I'm saying is not true, that doctor has not done enough research. Any disease under heaven, that doctor will give you medical medication to continue to use. If you use that, if that disease cannot be cured, except you take those medications to control it, continuous use of that medication will flag out some other side effect. Fact. And in law, I did it in medical law. Are we together now? Come on, let's talk. Because I'm sure that those who are lawyers can wear the cap and let me know and agree with me that, you know, the consequence of such damage can also be prosecuted under thought. Okay. Let's go on. So, the reason why Christians need to pray behind every sickness is that. Because you don't know whether it is what you ate or whether it's demonic. The reason why every Christian doctor needs to exercise their instruction of Christ to pray for the sick. You know, those of you who are medical doctors, if there's anything good you would do for yourself after acquiring all this knowledge of medical science, is to pray for special grace of healing, the gifts of healing. So that when you touch your patients, they'll be healed without, without opening your mouth. That's what you need to seek God for. That you touch this patient, and that patient will be healed. That you will meet patients, and when in the situation whereby there is an occultic involvement with a sickness, you can see and tell and deal with that spirit. Why you may have several biological names to name them, put all those ones behind you. Because they did not exist at some time in creation of man. Those names of medicals that you learned never existed probably 2,000 years ago. And people were sick of that sick, those sickness. If you are not careful, you will let your head knowledge hinder your real practice. Somebody I know too, 
who had a condition in London and a white doctor was dealing with the condition. They took this person to that doctor. You know what the doctor said? It's an old woman. She called the family and said that you are from Africa. I served in Africa for, she mentioned whether that something years. She said, this is Iju. Medical doctor, professor. He said, we will not be able to solve it by medical. He said, I tell you this. Don't quote me. Yes. They go back to Africa. This is Juju. Yes. You see, I'm saying this because those of you who are medical doctors, who are Christians, you know this. That you have an obligation by God. When they bring anyone to you who is demonized, why would God allow them to bring it to you in your surgery? Because he wanted you to do something spiritual. And you cannot fail God. So in this lecture, listen with your heart. And seek for it. Until you get it. If I practice medicine, that's what I will do. This man who was brought. Has symptoms that look like epilepsy. But the Bible says, it is his spirit that have tormented and robbed them of speech. I we together. So when they brought this man to Jesus Christ, what happened? He says, of course, as a teen again says, whatever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He forms at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I ask your disciples to drive out this, this spirit. But they would not. And then 19 says, Oh unbelieving generation. This is Jesus. Jesus replied there. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. You can see. Jesus is saying that. You know. You are praying over this demon possessed for so many hours is because of your unbelief. Unbelief is the, the opposite of faith. Alright? Unbelief negates faith. But can someone be praying and yet he has unbelief? Yes! Yes! So many Christians do. Pray, 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 pray. But there is no faith. And what happens is that this scenario helps us to understand that where you pray there is no faith, you will pray for too long, but the Son of God will soon intervene. That's what has happened to many of us. When we pray without faith, what shall have happened within a command or a day can take us months praying. But Jesus will always step in. Because Jesus has so much compassion and so much love for us who believe in Him. He knows sometimes that we are growing, you know, of course. And He knows sometimes that some situations may be above our faith level. And then He will either send somebody who has a, a called the right dose of faith to deal with it, or He Himself will just intervene. But it would have taken us longer time to get the solution. But we can bypass all those things by conquering our unbelief. 
I will let somebody come and testify here. She says she wants to come and testify here. She may be watching me now from, is my daughter, Reverend Kuti, from Leeds. She traveled to Dubai and had a condition in Dubai, and the rest is story. But her testimony is so good. When she came back to London, he had to do operation for her immediately. When he came back to London, there was a particular doctor who was saying the, all this bad news. Do you know that this, you can have this, you can suffer this, you can suffer that, you can suffer. When the doctor finished saying all those things that can happen, you know, she said to the doctor that none of those things you said will happen. The doctor said, are you a doctor? He says, no, I'm not a doctor, but I'm telling you. Those things that you said may happen not in this condition. They will not take place. And that doctor came again. Other doctors came. Then there was a Christian doctor who was with, with, with the, the doctor who was speaking was the, was the um, what do you call, call consultant. But the doctor behind him was a junior one. When she said it will not take place, that doctor did this. So she knew that the other doctor is a believer. Let me tell you, the doctor said, but this will certainly happen. He said, no, it won't happen in my case. So when they went to do further x-ray and examinations, the first thing that he said will happen did not. Second thing, not. Third thing, did not. Fourth thing, did not. All, nothing. She discharged herself by force. She said, I want to be discharged tomorrow. And the doctor said, no, you, you know, your case, you can't just, or by tomorrow, it was discharged. You know what I'm telling you? Your faith. Faith does not accept any negativity. And what you believe is what will happen. What you stand upon is what we have. So Jesus said here, you have unbelief. You have unbelief. How long will I stay with you? So Jesus cannot operate, the power of God cannot operate in the midst of unbelief. Am I talking to you now? Of course, you know in this, the Bible says that when they came to him and said, why can't we do it? And Jesus says, well, let me read further. It says, And Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has it been like this? And he said, From childhood. And the woman, the man said, If it has been often, it has often thrown him into the fire and water to kill him. But if, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help. Some Christians, your unbelief weary the soul of new people coming to church. They don't believe. You know? By the time they say, okay, they want to see the set man of the house, they be pleading that if you can do anything. Whereas, your faith should be such that when the people who just came encounter you, they will say, we don't need to see the set. That's what it is. Your faith should not be such that weary souls because of your unbelief. Your faith should be such that will encourage people that the Lord is here. Now, I'm telling you this because I want your heart to begin to question, how can we get that faith there? Then I will let you know that. 
So what happened here? Their faith wearied. Jesus had just spoken to the disciples that oh, you aren't believing people. How long can I put up with you? Now he has to deal with the person who has the issue, the claimant, you know, who has the baby, the child. Now he now said, Jesus answered, shall we read verse 23 together, please? Excuse me. Including you are to operate a cancer patient, doctor, and you have settled it in your room that this cancer patient is right on the or is put on the on, on platform now, and you go and lay hands on that cancer patient, and all the cancers disappear. And you say, well, as a consultant, I want to check this woman again before we pray. And they will check, they find nothing. You haven't spoken to anybody, but you settled it in your room with your maker. This is what all Christian doctors should do. Am I talking to you? But you can't do it. Because inside you is your Holy Spirit that will enable you. And that finger, the brain you have to open the woman and stick the woman back. If the Holy Spirit switch it off, you will forget everything. You will not remember that you are a medical doctor. But inside you, in your brain is the knowledge, but inside you is the power. So if you know how to connect the power first, you will turn, you will help many lives. You will change the face of medical practice. I'm saying that because you guys are direct messengers of God to manifest healing. When a person sees a doctor, a sick person expects to be healed. Talk less, minister. Am I talking to you? So there's something we trigger in your spirit today. Let me do one more thing before we leave this area. Because somebody has asked me before. And it says immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, I do believe, help my unbelief. So we can get faith by prayer. Isn't it? She, this man prayed, help my unbelief. So he tells you that prayer is one of the weapons to get faith in the Lord. But you see, when Jesus saw that the crowd was running there to create a sin, he rebuked the evil spirits. You deaf and mute spirits. He said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. What happened? Shall we read it together? The spirits. Then the next verse. Then the next verse. I've experienced this before. Jesus only needs to come to the sin because of your command. And the same thing will take place. 
Jesus only need to show up on your sin because of your command. And the same thing will take place. I can give you countless testimony about it. He's still coming to the sin of man till today. Whoever believes. Whoever believes. The angel said to Elizabeth, Blessed is he that believeth, he shall see the performance. Not who, whoever pastor that believe, whoever Christian that believe. You know, after Jesus did this, the people came to him in the secrets. I first went to 28. And Jesus had gone in door. His disciples asked him privately, Why didn't we drive, we drive this, this? And Jesus replied, This kind can come out not, but by. And the, the other manuscript said, fasting and prayer. And some people have been confused with the word fasting. Because I was, during the way day of the, of the youths, I was asked by one of the youths that visited uh, from another church. That, you know, but the Bible says, such cannot come out, I said, by fasting and prayer. And then I asked the question, did Jesus leave the place, say, excuse me, wait, I'm coming. And he went to fast for some days. Then he came and cast the demon out. So then, why would Jesus say fasting and prayer? A Christian ought to live a life of fasting and prayer. In CFT, to make it easy for you, I said for second, third, you fast. If you want to operate power, do it. If you want to be begging others to pray for you, keep eating. <laughs> and the Bible said, food for the belly belly for the food. Both the belly and the pounded yam shall perish. <laughs> or call it flour. A Christian is not supposed to eat all his life. Sometimes you decide not to eat, not because you are fasting, because you are sympathizing with those who do not have food to eat. I'm praying God for mercy. When a Christian fasts, I've told you in this church, it's not for power, because the power is there. It's faith that produces that, that operate power. But you will soon know, you have heard it now, prayer, the, woman, the, the man prayed, that helped my faith. But when we come to the end of this conclusion, you will understand further, what can bring you to the place of faith, that to people they call great faith. And you see manifestations happen. Your fasting is not because of battle. When there is battle, you confront it. It's faith, you need to overcome battle. It's faith, you need to operate power. And for battle, you need power. It's faith. But you fast for relationship. To seek the face of God. That what's happening in, in uh, um, Ukraine now. Somebody can begin to seek God. That Lord, what is going to be the end of this matter? And in seeking God, you get to understand. So fasting is supposed to be a tool to draw us near to God. Not a tool to, to arrest God. You must do it now. No, it's your faith that will make God do it now. And I, I will end up by helping you know what faith really is. So a Christian who fasts normally, you know, seeking the face of God, even if you have no inquiry, just seeking God. Like first, second, and third, you know, we are going to be fasting and worshiping. 
I remind you now. You remember God said that. So first, second, third of September, which is going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It is a time of time given in CFT. Nobody should ask God anything in any prayer time. You'd rather thank God for those things. And God said, we'll see what will happen from September. So, understand that this is not talking about you have to go and fast on the mountain for seven days before you cast out a demon. If Jesus was fasting for seven days for one demon, I wonder whether he would still not be on earth. There are many demons who are attacking Israel, you know. Oh, yes. Where would demons attack if not God's people? Hmm? So, we understand the fact that what that scripture is saying is that a prayerful Christian is a prayerful Christian. A prayerful Christian is somebody who prays and fasts. It's not somebody that your belly is, is dictating to you, if I do it, if I do it, I will collapse. It's better you collapse and be buried. Oh yes. If my belly will be telling me that if I don't eat, I will collapse, I will make sure that I kill that, that uh, yeah, belly. That, uh, for the Lord, I tell you that you don't know anything. I don't want to live anyway. If you will tell me, my belly will tell me that I cannot fast because I want to seek God, that belly should hear it. It will hear it loud and clear. That you are, you are occupying the body of a man who doesn't want to live. If it is for the Lord, I will die. But I tell you something. Impossible. That is the day you overcome that spirit that is afflicting your stomach. What is it, what is it worth? Of what value is a man? To live all his life without fulfilling God. He would have better died long ago. So that he just, that's where he worked to. Than to live further and waste time on this life. Only not to fulfill God. That part of life that you have lived to 70 to 80. is better you have lived it in paradise. Am I talking? Yes sir. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you say, you keep saying on earth. And you cannot please God. You'll be having a lot of ridicule, a lot of problem every day, a lot of uh, insanity, of all madness will be happening over the whole place around you. You won't really find way out to anything. So it is better that you just die early. So that at that time, you just go and rest. <laughs> amen? I didn't hear amen. <laughs> so if we didn't say amen to that, that means that for me to live is what? For me to live is what? For me to live is who? Christ. The belly won't tell you not to not to fast. You tell that belly you are dead. Excuse me, man. Am I talking to you? So if I want to live and I you belly you don't want to die and you want to live. Okay, so you have to do the will of God by force, by fire. By force by fire. Are we together? Okay, so now. That does not mean that. We just looked into John 14, 12. When Jesus said, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing, and he will even do greater things than this. Because I'm going to the Father. Number two, we cannot pray the power of God through our faith. It's by our faith. That's all what I've explained to you. Now let's look at two scenarios. The first scenario is the crippled man at the beautiful gate. I will read two scenarios to you, but they have a commonality. 
And I want you to tell me what is the commonality between the two. I will not say it until you say to me. So let's open our Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. From verse 1. It says, One day Peter and John were going out to the temple, up to the temple at the time of prayer. That's after the baptism of the Holy Spirit in chapter 2. Yes? Good. So, chapter 2 tells you this. Alright. So, they were going to the temple at that hour of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now, a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple or temple gate called Beautiful. Now, it says, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple court. So that man, from the day he was born, he was put, and he couldn't walk. And so as a child, he was a beggar. He inherited begging as a career from birth. In those days, there is no provision for those who are physically challenged like him. So now, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something. Not healing. He was expecting to get money. Something from them. Because that's what he's used to. By his condition. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. But what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. And when Peter released the word of faith. The man was still looking. So Peter, taking him by the right hand, and helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankle became strong. You know what happened here? Peter spoke the word of faith to the man. The sickness had had and left. But the man, because he's been used to the condition, same condition, was he sitting down. Yeah, we encountered that in our, in our, in our, on our missions. Encountered that in our mission. Sometimes you speak and the person are healed. Sometimes you speak and you have to get them up. Let me give you an example. We were in Jamaica. And in that, on that trip, you have a crusade. The intercessors prayed all night. And the Lord said he will heal a cripple tomorrow. That's what the Lord said. I'm sorry, those of you who were with me, as uh, Dickness Malin was there. And so, there was the brother of uh, one of our members who took us there. His brother there was an elder. And he was asking me, you know, with excitement, will I see miracles? I said, you will not see miracles, you will perform miracles. <laughs> you know? So, because there are some Christians who do not believe that God still perform miracles. But I, I was trained by sect that sect of Christian. Also, I pastored in their church before. So, whatever the case may be, the second day we went to the place and I asked by word of knowledge which I received, who has a child that is paralyzed here? The Lord will heal that child in this meeting. And nobody, not a man, I was just talking, 
and nobody raised their hand. I know you Pentecostal people, you are used to amen. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good culture. So nobody came up. I announced it again. Who is that woman who brought a crippled child? The Lord so told us yesterday. He will heal that crippled child. Bring that child out. She didn't come out. Because the woman had never been to church. But he had been going to Obiaman. I mean, it was shocking to me. Because I thought every Jamaican must have heard about Jesus. This woman was at a sect that go from witch doctor to witch doctor. Which they call them Obiaman. That's the first time I heard that. So we finished the meeting and the power of God moved people were healed of various cities. In that meeting, when we were up, uh, up moving the power of God, I, I, I came to the place where I am having the power of God was present to heal. I said, I wish there's a dead person here today, they would be raised. Every sick was healed in that meeting. You see, Jesus does his things when you are connected and right with him. Do you understand me? You are connected in your spirit. So, as we finished, we were talking on the stage, you know, you know, I don't always run away after service. Isn't it CFT? When you are doing service, you do the grace, apostle is there hugging you, holding your hands, giving you a hug, and sharing with you, eats from you, what you are eating, take out of it and eat. That's the kind of thank person I do. And that's what I am doing in my crusade. After crusade, I don't run out. They don't just come and whisk the crusade that woo is gone. No. If there's any devil remaining, that devil will manifest where I'm there. Am I talking to you? My boys are there. What am I going to run in the way to do? The lives of my boys is more important to me. So I must be with them until they pack everything. They pack it, okay, we go. All of us go. It's not going to be that I run away. So we were there and they were doing all this stuff. And suddenly... As we were going down, somebody came and told us that there is a woman with a crippled child. I said, what? Where is the child? We went to the woman with Pastor Steele. And we, we, I asked the woman, that, were you not in this meeting? He said, yes, I was. And with this child? He said, yes, I was. Ah. I said, then you don't have a problem. And if you came late, maybe, but you were in the church. You were, you were in the crusade. He was in, in for a prison. He said, yes. I said, why don't you raise your hand? She said, I have never been to church. He said, I was shocked to hear that you are announcing my child. So she doesn't understand what word of knowledge is. Because she's never been to church. He said, I said, then where have you been? He said, I've been to Obioman since this child was born. And at the time, I think the child was about 12. I said, then the child had been healed. If the child was in the meeting... The Lord said, I will heal a cripple in the meeting. I said, so that child, why are you putting the child on the wheelchair? The child has been healed by Jesus. And she was looking at me. I said, get out the hand of the boy. said, get up. And they got up from the chair and said, walking. The woman's jaw dropped. The child had never walked. And that's what happened to the beautiful gate. Peter has said... Get up. It has happened. But the man is not used to such. Never has that happened after Jesus' Jesus' death. If it was Jesus, they would understand. But who are these people? So that's why Peter had to hold him. Get him up. And the man walked. 
Same thing with the boy. The boy just walked and we, we left. The woman was so... <laughs> And uh, the, the second day she came not alone with the whole of the company around her house. So that's what I'm saying, that this is a testimony. But if you look at it, when this man jumped up and walked, this is where it relates to you and I. In verse 11, it says, While the beggar held on Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to the people, Men of Galilee, why do you, why you, this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if it's, it's by our own power or godliness? I want to underline that. That we have made this man walk. You know, you spoke and Jesus came to the scene. You spoke and Jesus came to the scene. I said you spoke and Jesus came to the scene. You will speak and Jesus will come to the scene. That is what is important. And you know the key is yesterday. <laughs> Isn't it? It's yesterday. If you are a friend of him, he's his friend. He spoke. Oh, my friend spoke. Dad, that's to the father. Let's show up. Okay. And when they step in, you just say that you call it miracles. <laughs> when the Lord passed through, everybody will heal. Demons will begin to run out of people. It will happen to you. You know, so, it's not, it's not about godliness, but it doesn't say that we are ungodly. Alright? No, it said it's not about godliness, but we must be godly. Isn't it? And it says that it's not by our uh, own power, but we must have the power in us too. It's the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, God of our fathers, who has glorified his son Jesus you handed him over to be killed and you, you dishonored him before Pilate. Though he had dis, dis, decided to let him go. And then he went further to say, verse 16. By faith, in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see are now, are now made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him. That has given this complete healing. Alright. To him. As you can all see. So we see faith there. The faith in the name. That you pronounce Jesus. And the faith. That comes through that name. In this case. The man that was healed. Did not have the faith. So who spoke the name? Peter. Who has faith in the name? Peter. And that's what made the man whole. The man has no part in this. Alright? So, your own faith in the name can provoke power of God to manifest because you who spoke it, you have faith in the name that you spoke. So what the devil tries to do to believers is just to make us... Maybe it's like only rational, so that we want to we want to rationalize everything. Okay, we want to look at all the philosophies, all the all the books we have read, all the theories that don't work. Am I? So your faith in the name is the paramount, and when you have faith in the name, okay, so that faith through his name will bring healing to a person who doesn't even know him. It will bring healing. 
It's all your family friends you prayed for in your closet and God did it in the, in the problem. It's praise, it's faith. They, they never even knew you were praying for them. They never knew you were praying for them. And then you will see the manifestation. But when the manifestation comes, you, you know, you are the one who will know that you have spent a lot of time on your knees praying for them. You know, if you tell them that I'm praying for you, they say, I mean, God did it. It's not to glorify you, but to bring testimony of Christ to the Father. And, and to satisfy you too as a child of God. You know that you are the one who spoke to the Father in the secret. And the God you spoke to in the secret have done it in the public. Glory be to His holy name. And that will strengthen your soul to pray again to Him and believe in Him. The person you pray for may not have to recognize it. Because he has no business with that. Am I speaking with you? Yes, but in this case, the man just carried the, um, uh, Peter because it was Peter who spoke. But let me give you one more because of our time. One more. If you look at therefore, the second scenario, Acts chapter 14, verse 8 to verse 10. In Lystra, there sat a man crippled in his feet, who was lame from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had what? Faith to be healed. Excuse me, how did he see? It's not with these physical eyes. Come on now. Because this physical eye cannot see a person who has faith to be healed. But it was through this physical eye he saw. Then the spiritual eye took over. Are we together now? But you saw in this man that as I'm preaching, this man is so, this is what happened. The man is hearing with his heart, not with his ear. Some people are sleeping when Paul was preaching. You remember, one boy slept and he broke his head, his neck. And Paul came up and put the head back on his neck and lie on him. Brought him, he did a surgery that has no mark. Instantly, the neck that was broken fixed as if nothing happened. And he brought him, sat him down. I keep on teaching him till morning. Yeah, that's a, that is a scenario. But in this case, Paul was just preaching and he saw somebody there that was listening with his heart. Many times when I'm preaching and I'm looking at you on the pulpit or walking around you, I see people whose hearts are connected. And I see some other people who are just looking. And they have gone, they have traveled far. So sometimes I'll just jig you up with something and your mind will come back ahead. Isn't it? Yeah, some of us, we have problem concentrating. God will heal you tonight. Amen. He will heal you. He will heal you. It affects academics too. He will heal you. And so, what did Paul do now? When he saw this opportunity, he didn't waste time. Paul looked directly at, at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and he called out, Stand up! On your feet. At that, the man what? You see the difference between him and the other one? The other one did not have faith. So when he was healed, he was still sitting. But this one who had faith, deep color to deep, manifestation instantly. He jumped up straight away. Because when Paul was speaking, who knows what he was thinking? Of course about Jesus. The man was, was expecting that this will, today will be the end of my demise. Today will be the end of my demise. So the moment Paul says, stand up, he just got up instantly. The word became power and all his, his legs loose. What is the common thing between him and the Gibraltar? Tell me the first common thing. 
in their scenario. They were lame. No, no, they were just not lame. Who said that here? They were lame from? Both of them were lame from birth. So if you have a child that is physically challenged from birth, let me tell you, the only thing that can restore that child is faith in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Of Jesus. And they will be healed. They brought a man to my a young boy. He's a man. Right about 14. And that boy from the day he was born, he was only, you know, grinding his teeth. He'll be grinding his teeth and he'll be making... Mm, 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 mm. That's all. He does not speak. He never spoken. But he hears. But the condition that is, the boy was, was... And paralyzed. They wore pampas for him at the age of 14. They brought him to my meeting in Ulu. And suddenly, the unction came upon me. And I turned to the body which I got up in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuked the spirit out in the name of Jesus. And the boy began to vibrate, vibrate. The whole chair was vibrating. And the demons left the boy. The, the grinding stopped. They took the boy home. The following day, they brought him with his feet walking. They brought him with his feet walking. You know, you who will operate faith, you must not speak without expectation. When you deliver the word of God, you can deliver the word of God just to inform people and go. But Jesus never did that. His word had authority. Who produced the authority? He who spoke the word. As a minister of God, when you speak the word, you are in control of destiny and life of mortal men. And your word, it can make or break. And the purpose for which God sent you is to make them into what God ordains and intends for them. And so you cannot preach the word of God without faith. And when you are hearing the word of God too, you who hear must let it mingle with faith inside you. Alright? Don't say to me that I've been hearing it, you have, been, you have not had that one. It is one day that Rema will come to you. That is a direct word from God to you over situations that, 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 that you, know, you are facing. And that's what brings miracle. That's what brings miracle. Why is it that sometimes we do crusade and we pray for sick people, some people are healed, some are not healed. Some, two things. One, it may not mix with faith in them. Because they have been so much in their position to the place whereby they can't even have faith anymore. That one is, tomorrow we'll deal with how people like that can be healed. But faith in the name of Jesus Christ. These are the two scenarios. Now in closing tonight, what are the things that hinder? If you look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verses 1 to 40, you will see some interesting thing about people of faith, people of faith, read that at home, this one has faith, this one has faith, this one has faith, and how the faith, 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 faith stuff. But if you look at verse 40 of that Hebrew 11, it says, no, 11.40. Yes. It says, God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. 
He wrote about Abraham, he wrote about Elijah, he wrote about everybody. He wrote about, you know, those who were sold by, by faith, people who did, who parted, Moses parted the sea, and all miracles of the Old Testament. And he said that those miracles that you saw are not complete without us. It is us that will bring completion to the work of the heroes of faith. And so it is you who believe in the name of Jesus that all these people are waiting for. Everything God did through them is just minor to what God will do through you if you can also operate in the faith level that these people operate. Even half of what they, the faith they had. It is like, you know, many children now, I will just drop this in. If you are, every one of you who are just giving back to children, raising children, make sure you don't buy games for your children. If you buy games for them, you are destroying them. You have used your hand to destroy them already. And God can deliver you and deliver them. Am I talking to somebody? A Christian cannot train a baby to be gaming. When Bible is there, they don't read it. Their head will be brainwashed by Lucifer. Demons will enter those children before you really recognize it. When they begin to manifest those evil spirits. Most of those who design those games are demonized. They are Satanists. One of the reasons why Satan manufactured games and expand games is to waste human life. So that when you look at a child of seven or eight, you have been giving him game, 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 game. If he's seven, four years of his life is wasted. He only lived five years. What if I would say, let the word of God richly dwell in you? Please, any of my usher that see a child playing game in short, come, just write a note, send it to me. I will go to that child and take the game. When we finish, give it to the parents. That child will not listen to the word of God. Satan engaged that child in game to debar the child from hearing the word. Because it is the word they hear that grows their spirit man. And you can see the children in church who hear the word. Always committed. When they meet me, all of the children are coming to me and jumping. They will be speaking the word. Others will be looking. I know they are gamers. Oh Yes. Because I passed the back there sometimes, I saw some child, and the, the, the parents were, were the ones who were giving it to them. Excuse me. Satan won't catch you. Faith! It comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So, Hebrew chapter 11, verse 6 also says. And we're going to pray in five minutes. What do you say? And without? So, it means that if you are a man of faith, you are a person who honestly seek God. Am I talking to you? So, what can hinder faith in you? And I, I will continue on faith tomorrow when I speak into the manifestation. But what can hinder faith in you and I? Look at that Hebrew 12. After writing about all faith and saying to you in verse 40 that it is you, it is when we manifest that the faith of the world is complete. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of weaknesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sins that so easily entangles. Ha <laughs> ha. 
What can hinder your faith? Boldness is different from faith. When boldness reach a height, higher than him, he will become fear. But take faith into fire, because it, it cannot change. <laughs> That's what said that I bet you had. They enter fire. But if it was boldness, when they saw the heat of the fire, they would just change their mind and say, ah, I will deny God here, I will ask him to forgive me. Is that not what some Christians have done? Excuse me. The Boko Haram of Nigeria, they set out some girls that they went to arrest. To shoot them. To kill them. And when they came to each one, they said, deny Christ. Or we kill you. <laughs> they, say, they, they tell them to say their, their chance. Some Christians were saying it. But they got to this girl and said, deny Christ. And okay, the girl said, I will not. That Jesus is my Lord. And their boss have told them. You see, the one that really know that he's a child of Jesus, you don't kill him because you want to give us trouble. If you kill him, Jesus will give us trouble. But all the ones that denied Jesus Christ, after they just murdered that girl, they said, the one who did not deny, I said, run for your life. This way, go. The girl did not know they were freeing him. Go. They started running. They said, we can't kill you. All the ones who deny Christ, brrr, they killed them straight away. Send them to Hell Express. Yes. Because that's what death met with them. But one who did not deny Christ, the boss told them that if you kill her, we will all be in trouble. Excuse me, somebody. Faith does not fear death. Boldness we fear when death comes. So we have to throw away everything that hinders us. And all this lifestyle that are ungodly, are satanic. What is Christian doing with it? Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter or finisher of our faith, who with the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning the shame, and sat down at the right hand of God in the throne, in right hand in the throne of God. So what is hindering you today? Where have you set your eyes today? What are the things that you still rub your hands with? Those things have to be dealt with tonight. Let's stand up together. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And we want to walk in faith. So you want to lift up your voice and pray. And tell the Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus, everything that hinders me, take them out of me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Everything that hinders me, every heavy load of the devil, destroy them in my life. Every sin that entangles me, send your fire, God the Holy Spirit, and destroy them. Send your fire and destroy them. Every, every sin that entangles us, every weight that hinders us, Tell the Lord, destroy. Pray 
for your heart and mind. You know, there are some thoughts that we have that are contrary to God. Some of us want to demand, want the power so that people can say that we are powerful. Some of us want to manifest so that people can say we are healing evangelists or we are, we are deliverance ministers. No, 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 no. That's why you don't get the real thing. You tell the Lord Jesus, deliver me from my flesh. Deliver me from my soul. Deliver me from everything that weighs me down. Tell the Lord, I want to enter the realm of faith, the realm of your power. I want to do what Jesus did. The way Jesus did it. Tell the Lord, I want to fix my eyes on Jesus alone. Help me to fix my eyes on you. Chapter 12 of Hebrews, verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Or the author and the finisher of our faith. Who have lived a life of example. For the joy set before him endured the cross. That for the joy of eternity, we will endure hardship in the world. We will endure worldliness. We will endure persecution. We will fix our eyes on Jesus. Help me, help me, help me to fix my eyes on you, Jesus. On you, Jesus. On you, Jesus. Help me to fix my eyes on you, Jesus. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. We are surrounded by a cloud of weaknesses. We have seen the apostles manifest. We have seen the prophet manifest. They never live. Elijah said, as, as long as I live in the presence of God whom I serve. And he spoke. Tell the Lord. Deliver me from my flesh. Deliver me from my human mind. Empower me in this conference. Empower me in this conference. Empower me in this conference. Tell the Lord, empower me in this conference. Faith, come. That man said, help me in my unbelief. Tell the Lord Jesus, turn my unbelief to faith. Persistent, ugly situation leads to unbelief. It brings a man to the place where you say, can God really do it? Yes, he can do it and he will do it now. Yes, he can do it and he will do it now. Tell the Lord. Faith is what operates the power of the Most High. Father, I pray thee, I pray thee, I pray thee, I pray thee, Lord, increase our faith, increase our faith, increase our faith, increase our faith. We have a measure of faith already, but Lord, take us higher, deeper, higher, deeper, higher, deeper, higher, deeper in the realm of faith. Everyone here have a dose of faith, but we want to go to higher dose, higher dose, higher dose, higher dose, higher dose. Higher dose. Lord, I pray thee. Lord, I pray thee.
the faith that pleases God. Every weight be destroyed. Every sin be shattered. Send your fire from heaven and destroy the tentacles of sin in our lives. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The Bible says the stranger shall be weary. Every stranger, be weary in the name of Jesus Christ. They will run out of their hibernation. You spirit of hell. Infirmity from Satan. Run out in the name of Jesus Christ. You spirit of hell. Assigned against each person. We arrest you in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, send your fire. 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 Demons of hell, run out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every affliction, I cast you to die. Messengers of Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. It is written, let my people go that they may serve me. Let my people go that they may serve me. Everyone tormented, you are set free. From your torment, you are set free. From your torment, you are set free. In the name of Jesus, you are set free. Everyone on a torment of the devil. In the name of Jesus, you are set free. In the name of Jesus, you are set free. In the name of Jesus, you are set free. In the name of Jesus, you are set free. You seek be healed in the name of Jesus. Sickness disappear right now. Love disappear right now. Paralysis go. In the name of Jesus, leave. In the name of Jesus, leave. Be healed in your body. Be healed in your veins. Be healed in your bones. Be healed in your marrows. Be healed in your blood. Anybody that is born like that, those two crippled, born crippled. Anyone that was born with any deformity, be healed in the name of Jesus. We bring you to the pool of the blood of Jesus. Brain be healed. Central nervous system be restored. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Both blood be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Every disability, receive healing. Blind, be healed. Paralysis, be healed. Begin to do what you could not do before. The power of the Most High fall upon you. 
The power of the Most High fall upon you. The power of the Most High fall upon you. Oh Lord. Everywhere you went, you were doing good. You cleansed the leper. You raised the dead. Every dead part of organs. Receive life. New liver, new kidney. Come. Receive it in the name of Jesus. New heart, new joints. Receive it in the name of Jesus. New spine. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Lumbago, be healed. Savaika, be healed. In the name of Jesus, you are made whole. Within and without. Vanish in the name of Jesus. Every malfunction of cells, you are corrected in the name of Jesus. Anyone that has a sickness, that you are on permanent drug, be broken in the name of Jesus. You and the drug are separated. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When God made them, He made them perfect. Every imperfection will chase you out in the name of Jesus Christ. You rebellious spirit against God. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. Spirit of rebellion, the Lord rebuke you. Spirit of rebellion. I rest in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You have no hold, Satan. You have no hold, demons of hell, over any soul. It is written, all souls are mine, says the Lord. Every soul that is bound by Satan, loose in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you, King of heaven, because it's done. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. You are good and your mercy is forever. Hallelujah. You are good and your mercy is forever. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are good and your mercy is forever. Hallelujah. You are good and your mercy is forever.
Somebody say amen. amen. Put your hands together for the living God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, let's prepare our offering tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's prepare an offering for tonight. Please be seated as we prepare for an offering for tonight. Our God is awesome. Our God is good. He's faithful. Thank God for the manifestation of His power in our midst tonight. If you're worshipping with us for the very first time, can I, see, can I ask that you please identify by raising up your hand wherever you are? Anyone join us for the very first time tonight? Anyone joining us for the very first time? No hands up? Praise the Lord. I'd like to encourage us to invite our friends. It's Holy Ghost Convention. And for those who are joining us online, Thank you very much for joining us for the first time tonight online, if that's you. Um, please let us know you've joined by sending us an email to admin at cftchurches.org. Admin at cftchurches.org. Let us know the city and the nation you've joined from, and the Lord bless you richly. If you live within the greater London area, would like you to join us here in person. We are at 186 Powish Street. London SE18 6NL well served by all forms of transport including the Elizabeth line and the DLR and the main line rail station and numerous buses you can't miss it and you'll get back home when you come and for those who are watching us online who know they ought to be here ensure you're here tomorrow praise the Lord Praise the Lord. Well, let's carry on preparing for our offering. I'll take a few more announcements very quickly. Uh, just to remind us, we've got Freshers Fair on Sunday. And recall that for those who came in on time, Apostle reminded everyone that he'll be here in person himself. And not just to uh, those who are going to university for the first time, those who are already in university and those who are returning and those who have recently left as well, please ensure you join the Freshers' Fair on Sunday immediately following the service. I'd also like to ask that you please uh, register well in advance. Please register in advance, especially for the Freshers. Um, I'm still trying to figure out why they call them Freshers, because they're fresh. Okay. Praise the Lord. But we always remain fresh. That's the key thing about us being Christians. Remain fresh all the time. You know, we're planted by the rivers of living water. Hallelujah. So we remain fresh at all times. Praise the Lord. I'd also like to remind us that on the 23rd, we'll be having our personal finance and investing seminar. Please also register in advance. It's about planning for the present and the future. There's a lot that's happening. There's a lot you ought to know. There's a lot that you need to, and it's going to be in person. There's going to be a, a, a doing seminar as opposed to just a listening. There will be opportunities to, to ask questions and to engage as well, because you do need to be there. And the Lord bless you as you do that. 
I'd like to apologize that we've not managed to have any of our testimonies as we have intended. So we'll do that tomorrow. And we'll make sure we, we do that tomorrow. So testimonies, we'll take some testimonies tomorrow and then we'll take it all through the, for, the rest of the, for the rest of the week as well. But we'll, we'll structure that in a way. But it does mean that we need everyone to come in on time as well. We started this evening as we start prayer start here from 7 p.m. So when you come in at 7 p.m., if someone is leading or not, you just start to pray. Praise the Lord. And that way we know that God is doing some awesome things in our lives as well. So we'll share testimonies from tomorrow. Um, and the Lord bless you as you do that. Can I invite us to bow down and thank God for the opportunities given to us to give tonight? For it is out of the abundance that the Lord has blessed us with that we have brought an offering into his storehouse tonight. Thank God for the ability to give. Thank God for the joy of giving. Lord, we thank. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Can I invite us to rise? It would be great for us to celebrate our giving. I'll invite the choir to lead us in a song. And then...
shall we pray? Lord, indeed, we'll say that you are good, because your mercies endures life. To the heart that is filled with praise and thanksgiving, that we have brought our tithes and an offering into your storehouse today. Lord, this is a holy offering that has been brought by our holy people. We ask, Lord God, that you consume it with your holy fire. Father, your word is filled with promises concerning those who give heed to instruction. As we have given heed to your instruction by sowing in your storehouse today, Lord, we receive the blessings that you have ordained in the name of Jesus. We declare that whatever we lay our hands upon to do in you, we shall prosper in it. Thank you, Lord, because you surround us with your favor as a shield. Thank you for faith. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. I will remain standing, but just before I invite Apostle to please close us, i just like to remind us that, on, or to let us know that on Friday the 1st of September 2023, the CFT Voice of Hope Choir, the Assembly will be releasing their first debut, what's it called again? Album. Is it an album? It's called Covenant Arise. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, covenant arise. This is a time of covenant. This is a time of fulfillment. And covenant arises at this time. Make sure you, you ensure, ensure that you immediately start to book in advance. I don't know if you can download it already. But not yet, not yet, it's just on, the, on Friday. But make sure you get the QR code, praise the Lord. Send it to as many friends of yours as possible. Because, I mean, when we, we, when we, when we had the first one, I sent it to a number of people and they were excited because God is doing some things. These are baked, created, inspired, breathed, and this choir has spent a huge amount of time sacrificially investing in ensuring that they deliver what the Lord has laid on their hearts. So we ought to support them and spread that news as well. And the Lord bless you as you do that. Please welcome with me our Father and the Lord Apostle. Amen. Pastor, you meant to say that this is CFT intellectual creation. It's no copyright. Everything was inspired by God through them, so it is they, they, the voice of choir holds the intellectual creation in, in the um, uh, property law. And so you are blessed to receive this great gift that God has given to us. And so we thank God. Let's just give God praise for tonight. Just thank God for tonight. We are going higher. Yeah. Blessed be your name, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Shall we just lift up our right hand to heaven as we bring our men to a close by reading Hebrew 13. Now, may the God of peace 
that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Look at somebody and read to them Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now. And to yourself, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, thy power and thy glory, forever and ever. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May God remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. May the Lord give you all the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we will lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he open a book of remembrance concerning you. The last few hours remaining in August shall bring you manifestation. Whatever be your petition before God in heaven, it shall be granted. And your mouth shall be filled with laughter. You will have testimonies to share before this month runs to an end. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and Jacob at Bethel, may he reveal himself to you in this season. And may the Lord grant you revelations in your dreams. In Jesus' holy and anointed name. Amen and amen. There shall be shouts of blessing. It will fall in your house.
to us according to our confession. Can I remind all workers that this Saturday is first Saturday of the month and we'll be having workers meeting at 5 p.m. before we go into our meeting at 7. And uh, Saturday's meeting will be 7 o'clock, big night. But workers meet here at 5 for training. So let's make sure we make it on time. We will have 5 o'clock with Apostle and then you go into your various department for training. God bless you all.